Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, enjoying conversation with my in-studio guests, just like I do every week. We're in our 14th year of weekly broadcasts, and we are having fun every time. We're talking to great people. Today is no exception. We have two in-studio guests extraordinaire joining us on the show. Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International. Also joining us today, Corky Bennett. Corky is a Northern Nevada legend. Yes. He's an outstanding performer. What does he perform? We're going to give you a listen after this quick message. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to join our show today. Just got the stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. The most recent stats just came in in September. They get this, the single family residence price, median home price, it's down under $400,000. We're all greatly relieved the prices oh. were so high. They're now at $399,000. Wow, that's it's, great news. Yes, it's a, it's a great relief for all of us as we wow. get into the cooler part of the year. Of course, uh, this only includes single family residence. Residences. It does not include townhomes, condos. Fernley, my favorite rural community, their median home price, it's just a little lower, a lot lower, in fact, $265,000. When you compare that to $399,000, Fernley like, looks like a pretty good place to buy a house. Big difference. That, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the real estate update for this segment. Now we're going to move on to the entertainment portion of our show. Hey, First Peter, of all, how you doing? <laughs> Good to see you. Not you, Corky. You're too serious. <laughs> Mr. Serious is here. I'm going to talk to Mrs. Uh, or actually Ms. Wealth Protection Diva, Sherry Hill. Sherry, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And I didn't want to leave because Corky's in the studio and yeah. I had a great interview with him. And so I want to make sure that I stay and, and get to hear some more of his great music. Absolutely. Sherry Hill records uh, the Sherry Hill radio show here at Studio D where we do Nevada Real Estate Radio. Corky Bennett was here with her. And I mean, we just all got to stay here and keep, keep the machine rolling. So how did we get Corky into the studio? Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Sherry Hill and I every year attend one of the best events in Northern California, Northern Nevada, the Cotati Accordion Festival. It just happened this past August on the 17th and 18th. It was a two-day event. This was my Sherry fourth year, maybe fifth year yeah. going. You, you've been going since uh, you were in diapers, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, way, way back. But talk about great entertainment and fantastic. Oh, my gosh. You know, we keep thinking Reno is so close to all of these great entertainment opportunities, right? So close. So we drive away. And who do we see? The King of Reno at the Katati Accordion Festival this year. Corky, welcome to our show. Thank you, Peter. It's nice to be here. Did you see me out there in the audience when you were? <laughs> I, I did, yes. You were sitting on that bale of hay, weren't you? I don't know. See, I'm trying to find out where I was. <laughs> I'm hoping maybe you can help. Well, I mean, we'll get in pictures. Sherry and I had a fantastic time. It's, it's an, first, let's talk about the event. That event is totally unexpected. So the first time I went to the Accordion Festival, guess how excited I was, Corky? Uh, yes, a, that's exactly a, how excited I was. Three, about a three out of a ten, or something like that. I mean, the crickets. <laughs> I just thought, how am I going to do this? You know, but I love this woman, Corky. Yeah. I love this woman. I What's thought, not to love? This might be one of those tests. You know, like when she introduces me to yeah. her mother-in-law. Oh yeah. One wrong word and I'm out. Yeah. Well, this was an incredible event because I showed up, and first of all, the venue is charming. It's a I think it's called uh, Plaza Park. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. It's very secure. Right in the middle of town. It's right in the middle of town. It's easy to get to. And I, f I felt like I was at Mayberry. I kept looking for Aunt B. Yeah. It is such a cool place to go. It was so relaxing. And the smells and then the sounds of the accordion music, the melodies coming, not just from one stage, but several stages, because you have the opportunity to walk around the park to the different venues. Well, the main stage, of course, draws the big crowd, and we hang around there a good part of the day. And um, it gets it's over so fast. It starts, I believe, at 9 a.m. and it goes until 6 or 7 p.m. And you think, how am I going to stay there that long? But it goes in a flash. A really incredible event. Corky Bennett, 
the accordion I never thought would be uh, such a popular thing in my house, but it is. We don't play it, we listen to it. Well, if you want to play it, give me a call and I'll give you lessons. <laughs> Well, we're thinking about getting a couple of cats, and I thought I heard that cats sometimes sound kind of like the accordion, do they not? Called Memories from Cats. I saw it in New York City. It was a fantastic, yeah. fantastic presentation. I wish, Sherry, you would have been there with me. It was a great venue. One of the cool things about real estate in northern Nevada, Sherry and Corky, and everybody listening, is it's not only the real estate, it's not only the beauty of what you see, it's the feel, right? The people, the atmosphere that we have here in northern Nevada, it's, it's quite unique, is it not? You know, I have been just about every place you can be in the United States. I've lived in, I mean, I've had residents in Seattle, Chicago, L.A., Las Vegas. Reno is the best place in the world. Mm -hmm. It really is. I mean, we have great weather. We have 300 days of sunlight every year. Uh, we have Lake Tahoe. We have world champion golf courses, skiing, uh, hiking, every, and, and major league entertainment here. It's the best place there is. And we do have great venues for music yeah, as well. We sure and so do, we, yeah. we talk about the lifestyle and culture. You know, you, you've been a huge part of that. In, well, 2000, in 2012, when the real estate market hit the bottom, the median home price then, Corky and Sherry, was $150,000. Compare that to $400,000 today. Yeah. I was doing my radio show. I was already in my sixth or seventh year. And every time I would get guests on or people would call in about the show, they, their main thing was, have we hit the bottom yet? Have we hit the bottom yet? Nobody was talking about the great living environment that we have here in northern Nevada. I mean, it's a gem. And yes. the people that bought or even in the last several years, they got to be really tickled because you've got this. You've got the beauty. You've got your home. And you've got this great atmosphere and this access to entertainment. And Northern Nevada really has, like Sherry says, nonstop entertainment, it seems like. Every, almost every venue's got something going. That's, that's right. You go downtown and the, uh, the uh, hotels, they, every place has entertainment now. You go to Circus Circus, they have bands, dance yeah. bands. You go to like, El Dorado, they have the Roxy's Piano Bar there. Uh -huh. It's fine. You know? People like to have a good time. Yeah. I'm talking with Corky Bennett. Corky is the king of Reno, accordionist you know extraordinaire. How that you know how I, became the king, how I became the king of Reno? Well, you had to be the prince first. Well, I, yeah. And were you knighted? No, I was playing in Las Vegas, and I had been away from Reno for about two and a half years. I was playing at the Venetian Hotel down there. Uh -huh. So I came back to Reno. That job ended down there. I came back to Reno, and I started playing at this place called the Hardy House on California Avenue. And they had, I was playing at a gazebo in the back there, and they had this big old concrete area there. And people, it was like 80 people there. Mm-hmm. Guy comes and says, you know, Corky, you're the king of Reno. I go, really? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> a brand was born. Well, what happened right afterwards? Did you, were you arrested? I, I became the <laughs> deposed king of Reno. <laughs> very, very funny. Sherry Hill, you and I have a great time going to the accordion festival every year because it's relatively close to Reno. How long do you think it takes us to get there hours-wise? It's about three and a half hours, three, four exactly. hours. Three and a half hours with traffic, mm -hmm. 18 four hours. hours. <laughs> yeah, it could, could, depends on when you go. But yeah. I, I just was so uh, surprised, you know, down there. I've been going for so long. And then to find the king of Reno on stage. Wow. And immediately, it wasn't even, what, two days after the event, I called you and That's said, right. I need to meet the king of Reno, Corky yeah. Bennett, because... Uh, um, really want to support our local music scene here. You know, I, I feel like there's been a lot of years where a lot of the local musicians don't feel like they're getting really supported. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. is that your case? No, I, I've, yeah, I started at Columbus, Columbo's in 1994, I guess. And for, I was there for two months and nobody came in. And then all of a sudden these two girls came in. And then the next week there was four girls, and they started bringing their friends in. Pretty soon, I didn't start till eight o'clock. But if you didn't went there by seven o'clock, there was no place to sit. Mm. And that's established my whole Reno career. That's where it started. I became known, and all the politicians and the, the television personalities and radio personalities—they'd all come in there and sit at my piano bar. And uh, I'd play piano, and I'd pick up the accordion, play a few tunes, and it, it was—it became like my anchor, you know? And then uh, Columbus flooded, January 1st, 1997. Were you here then? Yes. Yes. 
all of downtown flooded. Right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we we sandbagged as long as we could, but it was just we were too it was too big. Mm -hmm. And uh, but then I went to the, to the El Dorado at the uh, Roxy. I was the first piano player ever in that place. Oh, really? Now the now that place is packed all the oh, time. Oh yes, now. yes. Yeah, very nice. So you know, Corky, one of the things that I'm fascinated about the accordion is that it is so different. Now, when I say different, it, it means by today's generation, younger generation, today's standards. I only know of the accordion myself being popular in the Latin Latin communities. There are a lot of Mexican bands that still yeah. use the accordion. Of course, the some of the Euro European bands that we saw a Celtic group not long ago with accordion. But in, as far as what American mainstream music goes, I don't hear the accordion. And I, I'm wondering what the reason is, but I'm wondering if maybe there's an opportunity for the youth of today, because don't we all want to be different? I, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I love the accordion. I've, I've never felt silly playing the accordion. I mean, I've always been proud to play the accordion. Yeah, as I, you should yeah, be, yes. And, and, uh, but when I was a kid, because of Dick Contino, when I first started playing, Every, in my block in Seattle where I grew up, did you know I was from Seattle? This is my Seahawks Yeah, I uniform. see all that. Yeah, sell your Seahawks. <laughs> I have attire. my uniform on today. <laughs> Listen, Brian Bosworth still has an injury oh, on Brian, my, uh, Brian my rear Bosworth, end. Brian Bosworth, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boy, what a, what a farce that was. Boy. Well, it was a good year. <laughs> uh, every kid, there was 12 accordion students on my, just on my block in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Everybody really? played accordion. Oh, nice. Nobody yeah. played guitar. Oh, so it was, uh, it was yeah. somewhat mainstream for you. Yeah, because of Dick Contino and his, yeah. his fame in the, in the late 40s and early 50s. Uh -huh. So would you say that Dick Contino would be your mentor in the accordion? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the whole reason I play accordion. Really? I heard him playing on the radio, and, uh -huh. and I said to my mom, I want to play the accordion. So wow. That's what I did. Corky Bennett is with us. Sherry Hill, too, on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We'll be back after this quick message. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Bear, party animal, line one. My owner's mad because he spilled guacamole. He's going to be madder when he finds out it was me. CJ's recommended carpet care. He does a great job. He's on time. He's quick, and he stands behind his work. Call 829-1551. I chihuahua. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. We're talking with Sherry Hill from Sage International. She's the wealth protection diva. Also joining us today, Corky Bennett. Corky is the king of Reno. With the king of Reno and the wealth protection diva together, what do you get? Holy cow. You get the king. Holy cow. That's what you got. Oh, Yay. No. Corky, that's good. This man is funny. <laughs> he is. He's a comedian. Sherry Hill. Sherry Hill, let our listeners know about Sage International. We're talking about accordion today, but... What's different about Sage International? Well, in the world of real estate, I work with a lot of real estate investors to get them structured properly. So my company, Sage International, we form mm -hmm. corporations, LLCs, series LLCs, work with a lot of real estate investors that want to you know, expand what they're doing. I'm going to be speaking up at a paper and property summit in Tahoe, mm -hmm. first week of October. If people want to learn how to invest differently in notes. And so if you are a landlord tired of tenants and toilets, mm -hmm. it's a great opportunity to really expand, grow your wealth through paper. You know, I've heard about that, Sherry. You can actually invest in real estate without buying the house. Or yes, buying the real estate. many ways. You actually you work mm -hmm. on the financing part of the real estate world. And let's face it, there's a lot of money in real estate. That's why most millionaires in the world started with real estate. I don't happen to be one of those millionaires, but if I was a millionaire, Corky, you know, it would be because of real estate. Uh, actually, real estate is what gives you assurance and it gives you security in this world. And one way or another, you can invest in real estate. You don't have to buy the house. Like you said, Sherry, you don't have to clean the toilets because when you invest in notes, you're just helping people with the financing, basically. Right, and uh, Don Rickabaugh, she's the note queen. The note queen. So we have a king, Not queen, a king. and diva. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, if people want to learn more about the Property and Paper Summit, check that out. It's up at uh, South Lake 
October 6th, 7th, and 8th, or just, you know, email me and I'll give you more information on it. But it's just a very intimate, you're going to learn a lot about the note side of the business. And when you sit through an event like that, it is mind boggling the things you can do with real estate and notes. You know, real estate is really a great world for people that have a creative mind because most of the really successful real estate deals that make a ton of money have an incredible amount of creativity into them in the way that the people are put together are, are brought together so that they can be part of the real estate transaction and then in the way that it's divvied up let's say you don't have to own the entire real estate holding in many cases sherry it, it, it's it's much more secure to know that you're not the only one investing in this particular piece of property yeah and I'm, I'm working with a huge group of doctors out of california right now trying to educate them on how they can change how they hold title to their big chunk of real estate their commercial uh -huh. building so that they can in the future 1031 exchange their individual interests yeah and it was funny because you know i lay out the strategy they take it to their attorney who basically confirmed everything i said and now i have to come back and and help them understand that it isn't going to cost them thousands and thousands of dollars just let me help them and they're going to win in the future so very good and that's mm -hmm. because you've got a very creative mind sherry hill i know that in order to have a creative mind you have to have a wide variety of interests i believe and you've got such a range whether it's music or movies or in the way that you look at business i mean you've covered so much territory that's i'm sure the reason that you are successful in your world because the people that you deal with they're the same way they're very creative are they not they're they want to get things done they're goal oriented and um I'm, I'm so excited that you are a music fan as well because the accordion is kind of the same thing is it not there's an element of uniqueness there's an, an element of uh difference there and the people in and around the world of accordion a lot of people I would bet are really big business people in fact let me give you an example I know this guy who's an attorney uh, sorry he's a retired stockbroker leave for San Francisco and he happens to be an accordion player you ever heard of this guy Morgani oh the, the great Morgani <laughs> the great Morgani oh excuse me the great Morgani <laughs> Corey Corey I mean Corey uh, Pesatura is another one I mean these are the most incredible people that you meet at the accordion festival but let's get back to Morgani is there a more creative stockbroker that you can think of than that guy no absolutely. I didn't know he was a stockbroker <laughs> you know, retired but you know he, he dresses in these great costumes and you can be looking at a tree and all of a sudden it moves and starts playing the accordion it's yeah been, it, he has a costume like looks like a tree exactly know? he blends right he, into he it. really adds a whole different element to the festival and again creative you know was in the business world and didn't really relate yeah. and so now he's doing what he absolutely loves he's a street musician in san francisco so i said to him i said how do we know you're the real great morgani <laughs> exactly yeah, right. no one really knows no one's ever seen him yeah <laughs> And, uh, it's just a lot of fun, but I think Frank Lima is his name, isn't it? Frank Lima. Uh, you know, I really don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know him well enough. But you know, Corky Bennett, uh, you know a lot of people in the world of accordion. Besides Mr. Contina, who are some of the great accordion players that you? Well, uh, Art Van Dam was the greatest jazz player that ever lived. Art Van Dam. He was a Dutch guy. Dutch. Uh -huh. And uh, doesn't he have a real relative now that's in the movie world? Is Jacqueline? Claude. Claude Van Damme? No. I haven't seen Claude play the accordion, but maybe. When Art, I said, Art, when you retire, you should open a car lot and call it Art's Damn Van. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. You know, the accordion always makes me smile. And I look around the audience, I look at the people in our studio, and everybody smiles. It's such a fun instrument. My face hurts. I'm smiling so much. Corky, you, you, you've got a, a repertoire. Uh, you're a non-raconteur. Uh, you have really got a gift of the gab. You guys, they use those big words around here. <laughs> well, you know, when you don't know what to say, you just raconteur. use a big word. I like that word. <laughs> so uh, where did you learn your trade as far as the vocalization of your entertainment? Comedy. I mean, it's just funny. I enjoy talking yeah, to you. It's I, just... in, in, when I first started playing, I was 12 or 11 or 12, and then age 14, I had a little uh, country band called the Buckaroos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I played accordion in the band, mm -hmm. and we had 
a little nine-year-old bass player. He'd stand on a box to reach the bass. Oh, how cool <laughs> but we were good. Be? We played for all the like the Kiwanis Club and the Rotary Clubs and yeah. and all those. And and they would pay us, but but our parents wouldn't give us any of the money. They just put it in an account for us. Mm -hmm. And then we we got out of high school. We each got like. Seven, eight hundred dollars. Wow. <laughs> nice. Big time. Because the parents had been stashing this money away uh -huh. for us in a savings account. And so uh, that's, that started being my career. Yeah. The accordion, would I be correct in saying that it is your passion? It is my passion, yes. But my uh, main passion is making people laugh. Yes, yes. However, that accordion, it's like a key. It, to me, when I see what, about the work that you've done, Corgan has gotten you into a lot of places that you oh, would not yeah. have gotten to otherwise, right? Oh, I be, yeah. I be, you know, I've, I'm locally pretty well known, but I've even made some inroads to a national fame, you know, yeah. just because of the accordion and the people I've met in the accordion world. The Las Vegas Accordion Convention, they, they draw about five, 600 people every year, uh -huh. and it's a four-day affair with banquets and workshops and seminars and... Uh, my, I played there every year with Dick Cantina, so I got to meet all these famous accordion players and, mm -hmm. and the accordion fans as well, and mm -hmm. we became lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it makes me want to buy an accordion just to, to get some How more much friends. You, well, I'll sell this one. How much you got? <laughs> uh, well, sweetie, I mean, you got any money? <laughs> hey, let me ask you, why are there no accordions with the keys on the left side? I mean, is there a left-handed accordion? Is there such a thing? Or you just flip it upside down? Uh, well, I've never given that much thought to here, but... I'm a mathematician. There are, there are different kinds of accordions. There's yeah. a chromatic accordion, which the piano keys mm -hmm. are buttons instead of piano keys. They're okay. buttons. That's called a chromatic accordion. Chromatic accordion, okay. And they are made... Uh, most of the players in Europe play chromatic accordions. Mm -hmm. The piano accordion is an American uh, idea that started in the, like... Early 1900s, uh -huh, uh -huh. and uh, and then there's the uh, uh, the Mexican accordions, which are I don't understand those at all, <laughs> and uh, I don't I just uh, I that they're a mystery to me. Okay, and then you you're holding here a piano. This accordion. is a piano accordion. Okay, this is the American version of the chromatic accordion. And then the gypsies play these real small squeeze boxes. They're, they're concertinas. Okay, yeah. And do they have the same basic play style? Well, no. See when you go. Like this, you can go in, in or out, it's the same note. Mm. But on a concertina, you go like this. It's like different note, in mm. and out. Mm. Oh. Mm -hmm. So mm. there, you have to either learn on one or the other. It's mm -hmm. hard to play both. I've never known anybody that could play both mm. well. Mm. Realistically, how long does it take to, you can be, you can play for your friends or your parents, how long does it take for? Well, it uh, takes about a year. And a, I mean, I'm sure it's different for an adult as, a poor, as opposed to a sixth grader, right? Yeah. Sixth graders are going to learn a lot faster. Yeah, I have adults, I, I teach a couple 70-year-old people, and they have a tough time with it. Yeah. Because their brain is full. Uh -huh, sure, <laughs> you got 70 years of work in there. Yeah. And I understand. But I have a, an 11-year-old student who's been through the first book in two months. Yeah. And, and other people takes two years, you know. So it all depends on your age. Yeah. Like I, when I started, I was 11 or 12, and I took to it right away. Mm -hmm. I was almost a press professional by the time I was 14 or 15. Oh, I was I yeah. playing in bands and, you know. So when you took up the accordion, did you want to take up the accordion? I or did. were you encouraged or told by someone? No, to I wanted to take you up wanted the, to. I wanted to, yeah. yeah. I heard Dick Cantino on the radio, and I, I really, that was my inspiration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You wanted to be on the radio, too, didn't you? <laughs> did, you finally made it. Here I am. How long does it take to be an overnight success <laughs> to get to this point right now? Our radio guest on Nevada Real Estate Radio, Corky Bennett, king of Reno, accordionist extraordinaire, and Sherry Hill also from Sage International. Sherry, this has been fun. It has been, and looking forward to going to the Bavarian World yes. on Saturday night oh, let me where Corky uh, plays. On the 28th of this month, that's the big Oktoberfest at the Bavarian World, and uh -huh. it's always full. Yeah. So if you want to get it, call the Bavarian World. I don't have the phone number on me, but... You buy it, tickets? Yeah. yeah. No, it, oh. no, it's oh. just you got to make a reservation. Oh, okay. But uh, it's always full. Oh, it's a great place. I've had breakfast there before. It is fantastic. Yeah. I've, I've loved there for an evening event. We're going to make it out to Bavarian World. Corky, and hope to see you at some other events around northern Nevada. And if we have the good fortune of seeing you at the next accordion festival or something come out up there, 
uh, we're going to enjoy it even more because the next time we're bringing more friends. It's such a great event, right? Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Bringing more people. Corky, could you take us out of this segment? Uh, here's a, here's we'll a be little, back with more Nevada Real Estate Radio after this. Play a little this. jazz. Yeah. Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Great day to join us here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you. I'm enjoying conversation every week, and today's no different. We re- we just had Sherry Hill from Sage International in the show, and also Corky Bennett, accordionist extraordinaire. You know, there's a lot of keys on that accordion, and Corky absolutely knows which buttons to push. Years and years of dedication, passion, and education in that fantastic instrument has yielded him to be known as the King of Reno. He's really a fantastic accordionist. And it's another reason, like I say, that you should think about real estate in northern Nevada. It's such a cool place. It is a great place to live, great comfort, great climate and great entertainment. You meet some of the nicest people in the world when you live in northern Nevada, Reno, Nevada. Let's take a look a little bit closer at some of those stats from the Reno Sparks uh, Association of Realtors that we talked about earlier on the show. And yes, the median sales price for an existing single-family residence in Reno Sparks for last month, August of 2019, is set at $399,000. That's an 8% increase in one year. Uh, that's a pretty good increase on equity for any kind of an investment. And, you know, in real estate, it's typically running maybe 2 or 3% a year on average. So when you get 8% out of a deal in one year, that tells me that the real estate market is still strong in northern Nevada and probably will be for the foreseeable future. I don't see anything on the horizon in 2020 that is going to talk about a slowdown or a lack of interest or have people will have less desire in buying homes in northern Nevada specifically? No. I think it's going to continue and continue to be strong. The challenges are for the people that don't own homes, the renters that are in uh, northern Nevada, the, the costs of living, they just keep going up and up and up. And we know in most cases, most people don't see an increase in their income of 8% from year to year. It's just It's just not average to happen. So you have to find other ways. You have to be creative in the way that you look for real estate. A great way to be able to buy real estate anywhere is to have some cash. Save money. I know if you don't have a lot of cash now, enough for a down payment, uh, you're probably thinking, well, that's way out of my zone. But you'd be surprised how time goes by. It goes faster and faster every day. Today is the day to start saving some money for your real estate transaction in the future. You've got a long ways to go in most cases. And the time to start is right now making those plans. Every time you save money in a particular account, you know that that's for your investment. Look, I I like to do a lot of things myself. I like to buy things and I like to enjoy life. But I don't always – in fact, I rarely have all the money I need to do what I want to do. So the solution is pretty basic. You need to start saving money. And I know that's really hard when you think that you don't have any money to save. But – I have found that the most successful people, the most 
incredible people I've met are really, really creative. Creative in a lot of ways. Creative in the sense that they can develop new products. Maybe they're inventors. They wait, they see a way to improve on a product. Uh, they have uh, dreams of of uh, things that don't exist today that could exist if they were just produced. And creative people, very, very successful. They're probably creative again in the way that they manage their finances. You know, one of the tricks I've learned from some of the best financial experts on managing your finances is to look at your finances every day. I've gone through parts of my life where I did not look at my finances every day. In fact, I sometimes wouldn't even look at them on a weekly basis. And uh, during some tough times in my life, I didn't, wouldn't even look at my finances maybe on a monthly basis. And of course, if you're waiting that long to look at your bank statements, to balance your checking accounts, review your statements from your savings accounts or your retirement accounts, you start to lose track. I mean, the fact is you have got to care about your finances. And the reason is because your finances, they're really about your future. That's why people save money, so they can do things in the future. They want a better life tomorrow than they have today or yesterday. So I encourage you, if you're having trouble saving enough money to pull the trigger on a transaction, be it real estate or otherwise, to think about the positive thoughts. Think about actually getting there, having the thing that you're looking to get. If it's real estate, think about that. Think about when you're going to go to the closing and you're going to sign the papers. Think about when you're going to move into that house or think about when you're going to move in your very first tenants into the investment property that you purchased. A condominium, small house, could be a variety of things. But you have to put it into your mind. Napoleon Hill said in one of his famous books, Think and Grow Rich, back in the 50s, he said, believe and you will achieve. In essence, you have to think about what you want. You know, we're all basically products of our thoughts. I mean, you, you can look at anybody and you can see where their social status is, where their life status is, how they live, their level of happiness, and you can bet that they got to where they are because of the way they thought. I mean, let's face it, thoughts stay in your head, but reality comes from your thoughts, and that's what the world sees. So you've got to think good things and positive things in order to hit great success. So creative, yes, be creative in your finances. Look at your finances every day. Figure out how you could save a little bit more money. There's always going to be a little bit of pain in accomplishing great things, and that includes saving money. A few bucks here, a few bucks there, put into an account. Forget about it until you're ready to make that investment purchase. You'll be amazed what you can do. In fact, if you're thinking you need to save $399,000 to be able to afford a median home sales price in Reno Sparks, you can wait that long or you can be creative and think, maybe if I live just a little bit outside of the area, I wouldn't have to come up with quite so much money. Well, that's true. Fernley has a great and booming economy right now. A lot of good things are going to be happening in our fair city to the east. The median home price in Fernley, Nevada, not $399,000. No, it's $265,000. Now, the Fernley market is growing at about the same clip that the Reno Sparks market is as far as home values go. But because the homes, the, the price at the beginning is so far lower, there is still room for people who are struggling to find homes in Reno Sparks to find a good deal in Fernley. You wonder what it was like last year. Well, 12 months ago, uh, the prices were 5% less in Fernley. So they moved up in one year, 5%. Reno Sparks moved up 8%. Again, telling you that with an average growth of three to 2 to 3% in median home prices, uh, if you look at historical ta tables, 5% is still a pretty good clip. That means uh, the market is hot, the market is active, and probably going to be continuing to grow. If you like living in northern Nevada, you really like living in Reno Sparks, but you can't quite make it, I encourage you to consider finding a home in beautiful Fernley, Nevada. If you want more information about the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors monthly report on median home prices, 
go ahead, visit the website, nnrmls.com. Northern Nevada Regional Multiple Listing Service is what it stands for, nnrmls.com, and you'll get all that data there. Uh, we talk about some things on Nevada Real Estate Radio that we encourage our listeners to do if they want to become good real estate investors. And one of the things I recommend is that you find some great literature, some great research material, inspiration, if you will, that will help you accomplish your goals. I want to talk to you about a book that's on my library shelf that I've enjoyed for a number of years, and I know people are still discovering today. That book is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It was written by Robert Kiyosaki along with Sharon Lecter. And uh, this book changed my life, ladies and gentlemen, because I read this book before I came to Arizona. The year was 1998, and a friend flew from Florida to Arizona to see me where I lived, and he brought me a copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Well, I read this book, and uh, it really opened my eyes to the way that we're taught about money. And, you know, we're all taught – many of us were taught when we were young that, you know, if you, if you have a lot of money, you're rich. And if you don't have a lot of money, you're poor. And you don't want to be poor, so the answer is to have a lot of money. Well, I don't believe that it's absolutely true that if you have a lot of money, you're happy because I know a lot of people that have money – that are unhappy. But the fact is, life is easier and better if you have money because not only can you take better care of yourself and help yourself and your family, you can help other people. And I think deep down, that is what all of us want to do. We want to help other people. There's a great satisfaction that comes from knowing that you've given somebody some good advice or you've helped somebody lift some heavy baggage that maybe they need to get to where they want to go. And, you know, it's just a great feeling that it lasts forever when you can help somebody and turn their life around too. Many people that I've talked to about the real estate world have turned their lives around. They've realized that they've got to stop spending their money on frivolous things, on trinkets and baubles, if you will, and put that money to work for themselves and their family so that they have a stronger and more stable future. So I want to talk about one of the ways to have a stronger and more stable future, that is to avoid having to pay unnecessary taxes. As we're getting toward the end of the year, more and more people I know are thinking to get about it again. Is well, What am I going to do with this tax situation and what's it going to look like? Well, there's lots of ways to get benefits if you know the right things to do and you know the right people to contact when you're talking about the taxation of the American public. And I want to talk to you on the next segment about the history of taxes and the power of corporations. I'm not talking about those corporations out there that you think are big and mighty. No, I'm talking about forming your own corporations so that you can have a better advantage when it comes time to dealing with the tax man. We'll be back to talk about that and more after this. The Four Kids Foundation, in partnership with Nevada Equine Assisted Therapy, is hosting a really neat benefit concert Saturday, September 7th at the Robert Z. Hawkins Amphitheater, Bartley Ranch. Tickets are $25 or a family pack of four is only $80. Food, drinks, and a fabulous raffle are part of the night's entertainment, which features singer-songwriter Bernice Lewis, songwriting duo Richard Elloyan and Steve Wade, plus local band Hourly Rate. To buy tickets or get more information about the really neat benefit concert on September 7th, go to the 4Kids Foundation website, 4KidsFoundation.com. Dot org. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. You tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in. I am cleaning my carpets this month. I've you know, I've been wanting to do it for the last oh, couple of months, but I've had company coming in the door. And then I had a little bit of construction going on outside the door. And, you know, I know what's happened. Dirt's coming in and out. It's dustier. It's drier. And I didn't want to clean the carpets while all of that was going on. I am so close now to finishing those projects. I'm looking forward to a clean carpet, too. That's why I'm going to call the good folks at CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. 
These gentlemen are experts when it comes to cleaning carpets, but that's not all they do. Excellent tile and grout cleaning too. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the big secrets of presenting your house in the most incredible way possible. If you're looking to sell your home, absolutely clean carpets. But most people don't think about clean tile and grout. Call CJ's Recommended Carpet Care and let them know that you're ready to clean your tile and grout as well as your carpets. Visit the website to get all of their information, cjscarpetcare.com. All of their information is on our website too, nevadarealestateradio.com. So we're going to be talking about a little bit about the history of taxes and the power of corporations. And I think one of the best ways for me to explain what I know about this and how I've learned about this is by reading you a short segment of the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It's chapter five when he talks about the history of taxes and the power of corporations. He says that he remembers being in school and being told the story of Robin Hood and his merry men. Mr. Kiyosaki's school teacher thought it was a wonderful story of a romantic hero, you know, like a Kevin Costner type who robbed the rich and gave to the poor. Well, Robert Kiyosaki's dad did not see Robin Hood as a hero. In fact, he called Robin Hood a crook. Robin Hood may have been long gone, but his followers, well, they were living on, as my dad told me. And how often he would hear people say, why don't the rich pay for it? Or the rich should pay more in taxes and give it to the poor. It's an idea that got its start in Robin Hood, the taking from the rich and giving to the poor that actually caused the most pain for the poor and the middle class. The reason the middle class is so heavily taxed is because of the Robin Hood ideal. The real reality, though, is that, there are, that the rich are not taxed. It's the middle class who pays for the poor, especially the educated upper income middle class. Again, to understand why and how things fully happen, you need to look at the historical perspective. We need to look at the history of taxes. Robert Kiyosaki's highly educated dad was an expert in the history of education. His rich dad fashioned himself as an expert in the history of taxes. So his rich dad explained to Robert and his friend that in England and in America, there were originally no taxes. Occasionally, there were temporary taxes levied in order to pay for things like wars, and the king or the president would put the word out and ask everybody to chip in. And taxes were levied in Britain for of the fight against Napoleon from 1799 to 1816. And in America, taxes were levied to pay for the Civil War from 1861 until the time Nevada became a state in 1865. In 1874, England made income tax a permanent levy on its citizens, and in 1913, the permanent income tax in the United States happened with the adaptation of the 16th Amendment of our Constitution. You know, one time Americans were totally anti-tax. It had been the executive, the, rather, it had been the exec, excessive taxes on tea that led to the famous Tea Party in Boston Harbor and that helped ignite the Revolutionary War. You know, it took almost 50 years in both England and the United States to sell the idea of a, high, of a regular income tax. And what these historical dates failed to reveal, though, is that both of these taxes, they were initially levied only against the rich, whatever rich means, right? It was at this point that uh, Robert's, Robert Kiyosaki's rich dad, he wanted to make him understand and he explained that the idea of taxes was made popular and accepted by the majority by telling the poor people and the middle class people that taxes were created only to punish the rich. This is how the masses voted for the law and it became constitutionally legal. Although it was intended to punish the rich, in reality, it wound up punishing the very people who voted for it, the poor and the middle class. Once government got a taste of money from taxes, its appetite grew, said the rich dad. Your dad and I, that's the poor dad, are exactly opposite. The poor dad, he's a government bureaucrat. <clears throat> the rich dad, a capitalist. We get paid in our success 
measured by opposite behaviors, he says. Your poor dad, he said, gets paid to spend money and hire more people in the government. The more he spends and the more people he hires, the larger the organization becomes. In the government, the larger the organization, the more it is respected. On the other hand, said the rich dad, in my organization, the fewer people I hire and the less money I spend, the more I am respected by my investors. That's why rich dad was not a big fan of government people. They have different objectives from most business people, he said. As the government grows, more and more tax dollars are needed to support it. Robert Kiyosaki's educated poor dad sincerely believed that government should help people. You know, he loved John F. Kennedy like I did, like all of us did, and especially the idea of the Peace Corps. He loved the idea so much that both he and Robert Kiyosaki's dad worked for the Peace Corps, training volunteers as they headed to Malaysia, Thailand, and the Philippines. He always strived for additional grants and increases in his budget so he could hire more people, both in his job with the Education Department and the Peace Corps. That was his job. Robert Kiyosaki was about 10 years old when he would talk to his rich dad about government workers. And his rich dad thought that government workers were, as he says in his book, a pack of lazy thieves. And the poor dad would want to hear how the rich people and the greedy people, well, they should be having forced basically to pay more taxes. He wanted more taxes on the rich, more and more taxes on the rich, both sides have valid points. And it's difficult to go to work for one of the biggest capitalists in town and then go home to a father who's a prominent government leader and you just don't know who to believe. But it was the history of taxes and the interesting perspective that Robert Kiyosaki got from his rich dad and poor dad that really made the difference. The passages of taxes was only possible because the masses believed in the Robin Hood theory of economics, which was to take from the rich and give to everybody else. The problem was that the government's appetite for money was so great that taxes soon needed to be levied even on the middle class. And from there, it kept trickling down. The rich, on the other hand, well, they saw an opportunity. They did not play by the same set of rules to begin with. The rich already knew about corporations which became popular in the early years of sailing ships. The rich created a corporation as a vehicle so that they could limit their risk to the assets of each voyage. Instead of one person owning the entire ship and the entire cargo, a group of investors got together, formed them in corporations so that they could pool their risk and pool their assets. The rich put their money into corporation to finance the voyage. The corporation would then hire a crew to sail to the New World to look for treasures. If the ship was lost, the crew lost their lives, of course. But the loss to the rich would be limited only by the amount of money they invested in that particular voyage. So the key is that the rich know how to leverage their assets. Then they also know how to protect their assets. And one of the best ways to protect your assets, if you're a real estate investor, heck, even if you have just one rental property, you've got to find a way to incorporate. It's absolutely critical. You know, if you own a rental property as a sole proprietor and there's an accident on that rental property with your tenant or your tenant's guests or a passerby, a neighbor that was walking by and slipped on a sidewalk, something that was, fell off the roof and hit somebody's car or hit somebody in the, you know, in the head. I mean, there's so many crazy things that can happen. Well, if you're a sole proprietor, get prepared to disclose all of your assets to the attorneys that are very likely going to sue you because you're opening up yourself to a lot of litigation if you do not have a properly structured corporation for your investment property. It's that simple. A good friend of ours, Sherry Hill, wrote a book. In fact, she wrote a book that Robert Kiyosaki read before he wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He wrote in his book that he recommends reading of certain books. And one of the books is called Incorporate and Get Rich. And it's written by none other than Sherry Hill, 
the wealth protection diva. She was on our show earlier today. I encourage all of you to check out that book, Incorporate and Get Rich. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it by calling our office. The 800 number is still in the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. 800-254-5779. Tell the operator you want a copy of Incorporate and Get Rich by Sherry Hill. If you'd like to visit with Sherry, let her know you'd like to have a free half-hour consultation. Tell her you heard it from Peter Padilla, and uh, she'll get you in her schedule. And before you know it, you'll be so smart, <laughs> you won't believe how much you learn in just a half an hour. From Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International, you can visit with her on the Internet as well. Send an email to Sherry, C-H-E-R-I, at Sage, I-N-T-L, dot com, and tell them, that Peter sent you. I've really enjoyed our conversation today with our guests, and I've really enjoyed talking with our listeners about owning real estate and improving your life by investing in real estate. One last question that we had from one of our callers last week, uh, new to the real estate owning and real estate investment company, want to know about how much he'd have to pay on a mortgage if he wanted to buy a new home. And, you know, there's a lot of questions that we need to ask. Well, we need to ask the interest rate. We need to ask the purchase price. We need to ask the term. A whole lot of details, right? But I'm going to give you a simple guide just to give you an idea of what your mortgage payment would be if you're looking to get a mortgage. So whatever the price is, doesn't matter. Here's the key. Look at the interest rates that are going on right now. They're somewhere in the neighborhood of 4%. Maybe if you're on the high end, maybe 5%. So just to be safe, you go on the high on the high scale of about 5%. And then the key is this. What is the mortgage payment if you were to borrow $100,000 for a mortgage, a 30-year mortgage, and your interest rate is running at about 5%? The principal and interest on that $100,000, drumroll please, comes in at about $600. Now, that's based on 5%, right? So if your interest rate's a little higher or a little lower, you have to tweak it there. But the key is this. For every $100,000 you borrow, you're going to be paying about $600 to $700 a month in principal and interest. So take it from there, ladies and gentlemen. Do the math. Figure out what your payments. If you need some help, give us a call after the show, 775-786-5515, and ask for Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. I hope you'll tune in again with us next week. Same time, same station. Until then, goodbye, everybody. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com.